Gilberto, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you so much, Rafael, for having me. It's a privilege and a blessing for me to be here. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a follower of Jesus? Well, this is a very interesting story. Uh, I was uh, I was born in Cuba uh, in 1976, and my dad was an alcoholic, and my mom was a very strong communist. So I don't have anyone in my family who really support faith or believe in anything. So I became a Christian because a friend of mine shared the gospel with me when I was 18 years old. And how did that happen? Well, we were friends and in, uh, we were, you know, uh, doing friend stuff, playing sports and uh, hanging out together. But I have a, he have another friend who shared the gospel with him and he started reading the New Testament. So he have another New Testament that he shared with me and he started uh, encouraging me to read the New Testament. So uh, this is how I start knowing more about God and about the Lord and everything start from there. Were you uh, experiencing any kind of problems or trouble when you were uh, back in, in Cuba? Oh, yes, of course. Uh, imagine uh, everybody who, who walked without the Lord uh, have troubles. <laughs> and some people admit it and some people don't. But uh, honestly, uh, what happened was, you know, I was 18 years old doing everything, you know, drinking, partying, doing everything. But my heart was so empty. So the, the biggest problem that I have in myself is I don't have a meaning in life. So I have so empty. Um, I feel empty myself. So uh, this was the biggest uh, challenge that I face. Talk to us about your journey from Cuba to the United States. What was that experience like? But first of all, what motivated you to come to the United States? Well, honestly, when I came to the United States, I was already a pastor in Cuba. And I was serving the Lord there, preaching the gospel, preparing people for ministry and also planting churches. But what happened was my father-in-law, who lived in Miami, he uh, claimed my wife. And so he he made a petition to bring my wife and me to the United States. Was, uh, we were praying and we don't really want to move from Cuba because uh, we were so uh, blessed doing the ministry, even with a lot of uh, necessities and stuff that we face in Cuba. But we uh, were busy doing ministry. But when he called us and told us that he made that petition, we start praying. And two years later, uh, we feel from the Lord that God uh, have a new chapter for us, honestly. And we follow the Lord on that. We believe in faith that God have another uh, plan for us. And well, sure enough, uh, here we are. And once you arrived here in the United States, what was that like for you and your family? Well, that that was an experience that I never forget because, uh, well, when we arrived in Miami, uh, I just came with my two daughters, eight years old, 12 years old, my wife, and two suitcases with my books. I don't have a penny in my pocket. I don't have a plan. I don't have any idea what God will do with us here. We only were taking a step of faith. And once you became established uh, a little bit, I understand one of your very first jobs was washing dishes. Is that right? Yes, sir. Uh, well, that was the uh, experience that the Lord used to change my view and a few of my perspective. Uh, because when I came to Miami, I spent like few months in Miami with my father-in-law. 
but I got an invitation from a friend that I met in a mission trip in Cuba to move myself to Dallas to bring my daughters to the Christian school. So that was uh, another sign that God was preparing for us uh, a different things, like, you know, his plan are bigger than our plan. So what happened was, uh, so we moved from Miami to Dallas after two months uh, in in the country, but no one in my family speak English. So we moved to a place that everybody speak English. We lived with a family for seven months. They were uh, gracious enough to allow us to live with them. So we live in, in, in somebody else's house and they uh, help us uh, to find a job. So we were looking for a job in everywhere. And I was looking for a job to support my family because honestly, uh, I was a pastor in Cuba for 12 years. Everybody know me there. But when you get here, you can start from zero. You have to. Nobody know you. Uh, you don't speak the language. So what's so hard? So the only place that we can find a job was at Prestonwood Baptist Church. And my job was washing dishes. I spent 10 months, almost a year, washing dishes in the kitchen with my wife. And was that experience humbling to you, uh, coming from a place where you taught others about God to washing dishes? Well, the thing is, uh, honestly, was hard, very hard. Uh, I go through a hard time, tough time. I cry a lot, and I pray a lot. And the only thing that honestly sustained me during that time was that I know that I was following the step that the Lord was leading me to because obedience for me was I will be obedience to what the Lord is calling me to do and I will step in the door that he will call me to step in but I have to confess that I cry a lot a lot of night that I spend you know almost no sleeping just crying and praying and asking the Lord why I am here so what's humbling uh I can see uh, a lot of uh God was broken myself again to help me to understand the Spanish-speaking community that works in workplaces like that, kitchens, restaurants, constructions, that later on, he was planning to use me to minister to them. So that was like in a school for me, but it was hard, very hard, humbling, uh, sad. Some days I don't have any answer and I ask the Lord, Lord, why? 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 But the only things that keep me going was, well, I'm, 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 obedient. I'm trying to obey what he is calling me to do. So yeah, it was hard. It was very humbling. Uh, a lot of vulnerability come on that time. And yeah, it was a difficult time. But somehow God guided you through this experience and it worked out for you and your family. Yes, for sure. I never, I never passed a week without seeing a sign from God that he was with me on that journey. Never pass a week, Raphael. This is interesting because, for example, days that I feel so down, sad, asking God uh, why, why. I remember one simple sign that God gave me. Uh, I finished working at the kitchen, uh, going home in, in a day that was so difficult for me. And when I get to my car, I got a sticky note in the windshields that says, God is good all the time, all the time, God is good. A lady who know me 
and who know my situation and know my car passed by that day and she feel from the Lord to stop by, get out of her car, go to my windshield and write that note for me. Things like that happens to me all the time. So God was showing me, I am with you. I am with you. Uh, was painful? Yes. I was crying? Yes. I was asked, uh, praying a lot? Yes. Yes. But God always showed me that he was working around us. Gilberto, what life lessons did you learn from this humbling experience? Oh, my, oh, wow. I, I can I can write a book about it. But uh, number one is, uh, I, I'm, I'm saying, you know, after so many times, uh, one day, when the assignment that you have in front of you is bigger than your talent, the only thing that God is requiring is faithfulness. That was the big lesson for me. And I'm telling my daughters and friends and everybody, hey, be faithful. Hold it on together. Be faithful because God is working. And one of the life lessons that I get from that experience is obey God. As Dr. Charles Stanley says, obey God and leave the consequences to him. So, yeah, obedience. Sometimes it's, you don't understand what God, is, what the Lord is doing. Sometimes you feel like, a, a, you know, it's no end on this. But obedience always will be what God is requiring for us. And what's your advice for others who might be going through a similar humbling experience as you did? Well, uh, I would say this, God is not finished with you yet. Is God is calling you uh, to follow him and you are going through a tough time, a difficult time. Don't forget that God is not finished with you yet. He has a plan. He's working his plan. And sometimes what for uh, what we saw like a big uh, failure is his big opportunity to take us where he want us to take us. So I will say someone that is struggling to say, I don't see God on this mess that I am. The God who start the good work in us, he will be finishing what he start. And that is my, my, my experience. And uh, sometimes uh, when, when we cannot trust in the circumstances, because everything looks so bad, we can keep trusting in the Lord and his character. That is my, my, my encouragement uh, for somebody else or someone that maybe is listening and saying, man, but I don't know when this will finish. God is not finished with you yet. And what's in your heart for other people who might be struggling? Well, uh, everybody struggles. Uh, I'm saying that even in my life, I have uh, struggles. Everybody uh, faces struggles. But my advice and my heart for people who are struggling is uh, helping. Uh, usually what I do in ministry is that. So, you know, uh, I find people in everywhere that when I saw them, I see myself uh, 10 years ago. Uh, so that means that I know where they are, uh, but I know what God can do. So my heart is helping people to understand that is God have a plan for your life, with your life, you keep trusting in the Lord, no matter what. He is faithful. He never, ever, ever fails. And he never will fail with you. So no matter what happened, he trusting in the Lord because he is faithful. And this is what I do uh, all the time. I preach every Sunday, you know, the gospel. The gospel is good news. 
And the good news of Christ is that, that, that he loved us no matter what. And even when we were sinners, he died for us. So now that he died for us and he rescued us, he will accomplish whatever he started. And having said that, tell us more about the faithfulness of God and what people should remember. Well, uh, we I'm a proof of the faithfulness of God, but uh, God is faithful in so many things, small things for us and big things. Sometimes that we only see God, oh, yeah, big story or great testimony. God is faithful, but in my small uh, situation, God is faithful in everything. The thing is, God never changed. He is the same. And he's trustworthy. And we're living in a world that everything is changing. Uh, Ideas, uh, uh, political ideas, uh, science, uh, everything is changing all the time. But if we can find a foundation that never changed, that is God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And when you find a God that is faithful yesterday, today, and forever, he's trustworthy, 100%. And how do you feel today about your journey? Well, when I look back, one of my uh, favorite verse in the Bible is Ephesians 3, 20, 21. That is my Bible verse. And when I look back and see that, I say, to whom who is faithful to do exceedingly abundantly more than we think or ask to him be the glory. When I look back my life, every day I am so grateful and I'm giving all the glory to the Lord and I'm trying to serve him with all my heart because honestly, I know from where he rescued me, I know how he is blessing me and you know, I know myself and I know his love for me. So, Yes, that, that is my, I live every single day with gratitude in my heart. And Gilberto, before we conclude, any final thoughts you'd like to share with us today? Well, uh, I, will, I will say the, the final word that I will share with you guys today is uh, God have a plan and God have a plan of redeem us. Uh, the best plan that God have for us is the redemption plan. He started that plan in Genesis 3 when he redeemed Adam and Eve. And he's still in that mission of redemption to the end of the year, to the end of the ages. So if you are there or wherever you are, you are in one of two sides. Number one is you have been redeemed. Please join God in this redeeming mission. But if you are listening to this and say, I, I don't feel that I have a relationship with God. I will tell you this. God is looking for you. He loves you and he wants to have a relationship with you. The God of the Bible, the God of the universe, he loves you and send his son to die for you because he wants to have a relationship with you. So that is my thought. God is still a mission and we still a mission. Is you know him, please give hope to somebody else because God is a mission. If you don't know him yet, I am here to tell you he loves you and he has a plan for you and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. Gilberto, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, it's my pleasure.